Hello, my name is Craig Kelly, and this is Common Prayer. Well, welcome back here for evening prayer as we're getting our week underway going through the daily office. For those just joining me here for the first time, the daily office is an Anglican devotion practice, an Anglican worship practice. Of course, Anglican in this case meaning out of the English Christian Christian tradition, out of the Church of England, there we go. It is a practice that involves a liturgy of morning prayer and evening prayer said every day. And it's been a great way for me in this last year plus of going through it to keep my focus as I spend time with the Lord in prayer and in the Bible. And it gives me that sense of, of gives me those parameters, kind of frame my my thought process, my prayer process, kind of helps keep me on track. So I wanted to put this podcast out there. If there were people that, like me, would often get distracted or would just get inconsistent in time with the Lord, put this out there and maybe see if this could be a possibility to help get that right. So as I'm going through this, I am reading from the Book of Common Prayer, the prayer book for the Anglican Church. This edition is published by the Anglican Church in North America in 2019. If you'd like to find out more about the ACNA, you can go to anglicanchurch.net. Also, if you'd like to follow along with the liturgy, you can go to dailyoffice2019.com. I'll leave a link for that website in the description. That way you can follow right along from beginning to end with me as I go through the service, and the readings. So as we prepare to get started, let's take a moment just to quiet our hearts and prepare for worship. Okay, so this again is evening prayer for Monday, February 19th, 2024. In the church calendar, this would be the Monday after the first Sunday in Lent. So we are in this Lenten time of reflection, of repentance, of fasting and almsgiving, just a time to really get ourselves back where we need to be in our walk with the Lord. So, having said all that, let's begin with an opening sentence from Scripture. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Dearly beloved, the scriptures teach us to acknowledge our many sins and offenses, not concealing them from our Heavenly Father, but confessing them with humble and obedient hearts, that we may obtain forgiveness by His infinite goodness and mercy. We ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before Almighty God. But especially when we come together in His presence, to give thanks for the great benefits we have received at his hands, to declare his most worthy praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask, for ourselves and on behalf of others, those things which are necessary for our life and our salvation. Therefore draw near with me to the throne of heavenly grace. Let's pray together. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep, 
we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent. According to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let us say the Phosphoron together. O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. The Psalms appointed for this evening prayer for the 19th day of the month begin with Psalm 98. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. With his own right hand, and with his holy arm, he has won for himself the victory. The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness has he openly shown in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel. And all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourselves joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing with the harp a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also and horns, O oh, show yourselves joyful before the Lord, the King. Let the sea make a noise, and all that is in it, the round world and those who dwell therein. Let the rivers clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the peoples with equity. Going on to Psalm 99. The Lord is king, let the peoples tremble. He sits between the cherubim, let the earth shake. The Lord is great in Zion, and high above all peoples. They shall give thanks unto his name, which is great and wonderful. 
Holy is he and mighty, a king who loves justice. You have established equity, and have executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among those who call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spoke to them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. You heard them, O Lord our God. You forgave them, O God, yet punished their evil doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Going on to Psalm 100. O be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be assured that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures from generation to generation. Going on to Psalm 101. My song shall be of mercy and judgment. Unto you, O Lord, will I sing. O let me have understanding in the way of godliness. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house with integrity of heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the sins of unfaithfulness. No such thing shall cleave to me. A crooked heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. Whoever has a proud look, and an arrogant heart, I will not suffer him. My eyes shall look with favor upon the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. Whoever leads a godly life, he shall be my servant. No deceitful person shall dwell in my house. The one who tells lies shall not tarry in my sight. I shall soon destroy all the ungodly who are in the land, that I may root out all evildoers from the city of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson is a reading from the book of Jeremiah beginning with the 49th chapter and the first verse. Concerning the Ammonites, thus says the Lord, Has Israel no sons? Has he no heir? Why then has Milcom dispossessed Gad, and his people settled in its cities? Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, 
when I will cause the battle cry to be heard against Rabbah of the Ammonites. It shall become a desolate mound, and its villages shall be burned with fire. Then Israel shall dispossess those who dispossessed him, says the Lord. Wail, O Heshbon, for Ai is laid waste. Cry out, O daughters of Rabbah. Put on sackcloth, lament, and run to and fro among the hedges. For Milcom shall go into exile with his priests and his officials. Why do you boast of your valleys, O faithless daughter, who trusted in her treasures, saying, Who will come against me? Behold, I will bring terror upon you, declares the Lord God of hosts, from all who are around you, and you shall be driven out, every man straight before him, with none to gather the fugitives. But afterward I will restore the fortune of the Ammonites, declares the Lord. Concerning Edom, thus says the Lord of hosts, Is wisdom no more in Taman? Has counsel perished from the prudent? Has their wisdom vanished? Flee, turn back, dwell in the depths, O inhabitants of Dedan. For I will bring the calamity of Esau upon him, the time when I punish him. If grape-gatherers came to you, would they not leave gleanings? If thieves came by night, would they not destroy only enough for themselves? But I have stripped Esau bare. I have uncovered his hiding places, and he is not able to conceal himself. His children are destroyed, and his brothers and his neighbors, and he is no more. Leave your fatherless children. I will keep them alive. And let your widows trust in me. For thus says the Lord, If those who did not deserve to drink the cup must drink it, will you go unpunished? You shall not go unpunished, but you must drink. For I have sworn by myself, declares the Lord, that Basra shall become a horror, a taunt, a waste, and a curse, and all her cities shall be perpetual wastes. I have heard a message from the Lord, and an envoy has been sent among the nations. Gather yourselves together, and come against her, and rise up for battle. For behold, I will make you small among the nations, despised among mankind. The horror you inspire has deceived you, and the pride of your heart, you who live in the clefts of the rock, who hold the height of the hill. Though you make your nest as high as the eagles, I will bring you down from there, declares the Lord. Edom shall become a horror. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and will hiss because of all its disasters. As when Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring cities were overthrown, says the Lord, no man shall dwell there, no man shall sojourn in her. Behold, like a lion coming up from the jungle of the Jordan against a perennial pasture, I will suddenly make him run away from her. And I will appoint over her whomever I choose. For who is like me? Who will summon me? What shepherd can stand before me? Therefore hear the plan that the Lord has made against Edom, 
and the purposes that he has formed against the inhabitants of Timon. Even the little ones of the flock shall be dragged away. Surely their fold shall be appalled at their fate. At the sound of their fall the earth shall tremble. The sound of their cry shall be heard at the Red Sea. Behold, one shall mount up and fly swiftly like an eagle, and spread his wings against Basra. And the heart of the warriors of Edom shall it be in that day like the heart of a woman in her birth pains. Concerning Damascus Hamath and Arpad are confounded, for they have heard bad news. They melt in fear. They are troubled like the sea that cannot be quiet. Damascus has become feeble. She turned to flee, and panic seized her. Anguish and sorrows have taken hold of her, as of a woman in labor. How is the famous city not forsaken, the city of my joy? Therefore her young men shall fall in her squares, and all her soldiers shall be destroyed in that day, declares the Lord of hosts. And I will kindle a fire in the wall of Damascus, and it shall devour the strongholds of Ben-Hadad. Concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, struck down. Thus says the Lord, Rise up, advance against Kedar, destroy the people of the east. Their tents and their flocks shall be taken, their curtains and all their goods. Their camels shall be led away from them. And the men shall cry to them, Terror on every side. Flee, wander far away, dwell in the depths, O inhabitants of Hazor, declares the Lord. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, has made a plan against you, and formed a purpose against you. Rise up, advance against a nation at ease, that dwells securely, declares the Lord, that has no gates or bars, that dwells alone. Their camels shall become plunder, their herds of livestock a spoil. I will scatter to every wind those who cut the corners of their hair, and I will bring their calamity from every side of them, declares the Lord. Hazor shall become a haunt of jackals, an everlasting waste. No man shall dwell there. No man shall sojourn in her. The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning Elam, in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will break the bow of Elam, the mainstay of their might, and I will bring upon Elam the four winds from the four quarters of heaven, and I will scatter them to all those winds, and there shall be no nation to which those driven out of Elam shall not come. I will terrify Elam before their enemies, and before those who seek their life. I will bring disaster upon them, my fierce anger, declares the Lord. I will send the sword after them, until I have consumed them, and I will set my throne in Elam and destroy their king and officials, declares the Lord. But in the latter days I will restore the fortunes of Elam, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's say the Magnificat together. 
My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The second lesson is a reading from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, beginning with the fourth chapter and the first verse. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness, how then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. And to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null, and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath. But where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead, and calls into existence the things that do not exist. 
in hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say the Nunc Dimittis together. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let's say the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. 
Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. The Collect of the Day for this Monday after the first Sunday in Lent. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And, as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace. Let us pray. O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A prayer for mission. Let us pray. O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another, your abounding grace may increase among us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast here to offer up your own prayers in your own words, and we'll come back together to pray the general thanksgiving. Okay, let's pray the general thanksgiving together. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, well, thank you so much for praying with me here as we went through the 
evening prayer liturgy together. I hope it was an edifying time for you, a time to build you up in your faith and in your walk with God. And if it did, or if you have any questions or prayer requests or concerns even, I'd love to hear from you about those. So the best way to do that is to reach out to me by email. You can reach me at commonprayer419 at gmail.com. You can also reach me on X, formerly Twitter, at commonprayer419. Also, if you've not yet done so, I would encourage you to like these podcasts, subscribe to them wherever you're listening to them. If you can give a good rating, a good review on this podcast, that would go a long way to helping it to grow in its listenership and hopefully get this in the hands or in the ears, I should say, of people who may need this kind of content. And also give you the benefit of not missing any upcoming podcasts, which in this case, the next one will be at 8 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday for our morning prayer service. But until then, I'll go ahead and sign off for now. This has been Common Prayer. My name is Craig Kelly. Again, thank you so much for joining me. God bless you, and I will see you next time.